um, Exodus chapter 22 and verse 14. Um, my reader. Get my reader. And I use my readers because I can. I can do it quickly um, since we're in a time time constraints. Amen. Uh, if you look at Exodus 22 and 14, reader, go. And if a man borrow out of his neighbor and it be hurt or die, the owner thereof being not with it, he shall surely make it good. Now, if anything is borrowed, it should be paid back. My brothers and sisters, sometimes we find ourselves in financial difficulty. First of all, we're not, we're not a good steward over what God has given us. We're not a good um, steward over what God has given us. Um, there is, uh, in today's society, there is a... Uh, gospel prosperity that is being preached. And then there is a poverty gospel that is being preached also. And both of them are extreme. Both of them have very good valid points, but a steward, a steward um, kind of stands right in the middle and really takes the strength of both, um, both of these applying so we have a responsibility um, as a steward of Jesus Christ um, that what God has given us, we are responsible for him. Look at Psalms 37 and 21, and you'll find that the wicked borrows, but does not pay back. But the righteous is generous and gives. So something that is borrowed should always be paid back. Um. And um, we look at borrowing, when we look at borrowing, borrowing, and that's a way to pay others back, but it really uh, takes away from God. Think, think about it. Why do you need to borrow if God's going to supply? Since God is a supplier, you don't need to borrow. So come on, let's, let, let, let's work with this. Praise Jesus. God promised, first of all, look at Matthew 6 and 33, amen. And um, if you look at Matthew 6 and 33, praise God, um, you can um, go ahead and read it. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, go three scriptures above. 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of its field. Now, listen, field, listen, look, look at the revelation here. Listen to what the word says. Matter of fact, let me introduce this too. Scripture said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That being said, look at Matthew 6 chapter and verse 30. We're going to concentrate on 33, but let's look at verse 30. Uh-huh, read. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass if of the field. God clothes the grass of the field. Which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Uh-huh. 
shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. You, you are worth more than the grass of the field. Now listen, now, now my brothers and sisters, this is really not um, rocket science here. Since God is providing for you, there is no need to borrow. And my God shall supply. When the supply is there, what are you borrowing for? There's no need to borrow. And if you do borrow, it's gluttonous. You want just want more. But the Bible lets us know that you should be content in the state that you're in. Be content. If it's a little, be content. If it must be content. Some of us, because you are spiritually bankrupt, you're not a good steward over what God has given you. And being a good steward, if your mind is not, you don't have the mind as a steward of Jesus Christ, responsible for the things, you will never have enough. You'll never be satisfied. And then you will find yourself living from paycheck to paycheck. That is not God's purpose for us. God has in his plan for us, oh God, for the faith family, for us to be lenders and not borrowers. Read. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Don't, don't, don't worry about what you're going to eat. What you're going to drink. Uh-huh. Wherewithal shall we be clothed? What kind of clothes are you going to put on your back? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these God things. God knows what you have need of. And since he knows what you need of, why would he cause you to go borrow? Read. But seek ye first but the kingdom that of God. Means now. Whatever it is, you just don't get it, but seek ye first. The kingdom of God. Uh-huh. And his righteousness. And his righteousness, the right things to do. What? And all these things shall be added unto My brother and sister said, now watch it. It says these things shall be added. Didn't say that these things you go borrow to get. The Lord said he will add them. He will add them without you have to pay interest on a loan. Hello? Why do you have to borrow when God's going to supply it for you? Your appetite's too big because you're too carnal. Huh? Talk back to me. So you have a responsibility as a steward of Jesus Christ that what God has given us, we are responsible to return back to him. All right, read or go. Well, listen, look at this. We don't give to Jesus. We return to him what is already his. You that are paying, you are giving back, giving the tithe, giving your tithes. Huh? You that are giving the tithes. And those that have went 
Your offering is above the tithe. Your offering and tithe are not the same thing. There's a difference between your tithe, the tithe and the offering. The tithe is 10% of your income. That's what you tithe back to God. You return back to God what is his. And when you give an offering, that is beyond and above than the tithe. I mean, the, uh, the, yeah, the tithe. So what? If you, if you look at the screen, praise God, it talks about partnership. God wants us to walk in a partnership. Today, we're going to talk about our, the partnership. All right? So listen, my brother, say, what, what, happens, what happens when we link up with God? We know mathematically one plus one may equal two. That's in the world of mathematics. But one plus one does not equal two. It doesn't, e it doesn't double. It multiplies. See, God is always blowing your mind because what you think is the normal. God works outside of the normal. Huh? That's why you got to be a good steward when God blesses you because God is always taking you outside of your comfort zone. Huh? And God will introduce you with to some people that know, and I know I didn't finish my sentence. Listen, when you are in the kingdom, when you become a royal citizen of the king, the king is responsible of taking care of us. Hmm? And since the king is responsible of taking care of us, evidently when you borrow, you're declaring that you don't have enough. Hello? Let's see here. If you go to Deuteronomy 28 and 12, my reader go. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. God will open up unto you his good treasure. Now, now, now listen, let's put a pin there. Sometimes borrowing is necessary. And go, go to 2 Kings chapter 4 and 3. Reader, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 3. Uh-huh. Then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. This, 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 this sister had a problem. And if you do your research, her husband dies. And through business deals or whatever, he dies without any life insurance. He dies and his widow is not receiving any money. He dies and it's his wife and two sons. And there's no life insurance policy. The prophet comes, amen, and they link up together. Oh, my God. And she shares with him her situation. Because the widow was encouraged, the prophet said, I want you to go borrow many vessels. 
But I want you to look at in the text, the vessels had nothing in them. They were just empty vessels. The prophet says, go borrow many vessels. And I want you, when you get, I want you to take this. He blesses and out of one pot, there's a one pot of oil. He gives instructions. Now just look at somebody tell me, watch God. Come on, look at somebody else and tell them, watch God. She says, go and get some empty vessels. She has a need. And she's in a financial crisis, right? Her son's about to be taken away from her. She has to pay these bills. So she's in a financial crisis, right? The prophet says, go borrow. Go borrow some vessels. And he says, get as many as you can. The one pot that she was filling all of these vessels with, if you note it, the one pot never, the one pot never did run out, my brothers and sisters. The one pot never did run out. As many pots as she was filling, the one pot never did run out. You know what that's saying? When God blesses, praise God, when God blesses, the initial blessing that God has sanctioned, the initial, the initial blessing that God has sanctioned, it will never run out. As she went and said, go, go borrow, get as many pots as you can. If you notice, the pot never did run dry. Is that right? Wait a minute. The pot never ran dry. Look at the neighbor's neighbor. When God co-signs for the increase, you won't want for anything. You need to put a praise on somebody. She borrowed, but there was nothing in the pot. Huh? So sometimes borrowing is necessary. So when you look at, give me Proverbs 22 and 7. See, listen, uh, when you borrow, you can write this down. When you borrow, borrow, a borrower is the slave of the lender. When you borrow, the borrower is the slave of the lender. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Give me Proverbs 22 and 7. The rich ruleth over the poor. Stop. The rich ruleth over the poor. Uh-huh. And the borrower is servant to the lender. And the borrower is servant to the lender. See, what it is that you have lent yourself out. The borrower lends itself out. You are a slave to the lender. Now, remember, you promised. You promised to pay back. And you promised to pay back with interest. Now, watch the math here. You need 20000 You borrowed 20000 right? Because you don't have 20000 
So you borrow 20,000 to take care of 20,000. But then you're getting an interest. You never did calculate the interest on the 20,000. So that means you owe more than what you borrow. You didn't need 20,000. Because you can't afford to pay the interest on 20,000. Oh my god. You borrowed 20,000 but you didn't put in the interest. The interest is eating up money that you had for another bill. So what you end up doing, it starts to build up now. And it builds up over time. And before you know it, you can't even repay the debt that you borrow. And what does that equal? That's what they call robbing Peter to pay Paul. Huh? And uh, then what happens, you get... You what happens is your flesh now you are spiritual bankrupt, so your flesh is dictating to your spiritual man. So then you get an attitude because your money is so funny that it's laughing back at you. Hmm? So now you want to please your flesh. So what happens, you start buying things and you start buying name brand stuff because you know, you know what. You don't want anything less good. But you don't understand that you got to crawl before you walk. So you start buying things for yourself. Now, can you tell yourself, say, self? Lay your hand on yourself. And say, self, I don't owe you nothing. Hmm. So you, you, you're pretty. You make it look good. You, you you order, you buy. Listen here, you go after and buy you a Cadillac. You buy you a Mercedes. You buy you a Lexus. You buy you a, any, any high brand automobile. You like it. It makes you look good. Hello. That's the reason why you're buying it. Because it makes you look good. Some of them expensive cars, they ride awfully rough. Some of the trucks ride better than the car. But you won't look good in a truck. This Beamer looks, I look real good in the Beamer. And you paid that money, but you not know you have invested into a liability. A car is a liability. Huh? So you put, so you, you, you invested all that money in a liability. And the first time that a bird drops on it, a first time you get a rock chip going down the interstate or highway, the first time you're in a grocery store and somebody opens up the door and dings your door, you're about to go to jail. Because the only thing you're talking about, you done tore up my car, but you done took the tithes that you owe God and bought that car because you hadn't been paying tithes for, what, three or four or five months? And then you get an attitude when you come and God said, I'll tell you what, I'll take everything from you. I don't have to touch you. I will just withdraw my hand from you. And then when the car breaks down, you got to take it to a BMW dealership because nobody else can work with it. And you can't even afford to pay the mechanic. The mechanic is $76 an hour. And you, that's, not, that's before the parts. Look at somebody and say, Lord, deliver me. You need to put a praise on it, somebody. So we must link up with God. Reader, go. So the borrower is the slave of the lender. 
He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity. Now, do you not know? Give me a Luke chapter 9 and verse 21. One, one thing is sure, my brothers and sisters, borrowing leads to obligations and loss of freedom. When you borrow, when you borrow, you just lost some freedom. Hmm? Now, first of all, listen. Nobody told you that rich people can't be saved. Huh? See, there's two, there's two gospels that are preached. There, there's a gospel of prosperity that is preached, and there's a gospel of the poor. But Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. Now, I don't give personal opinion, but this is what I told God. Now, this is my prayer. You know, like y'all quote Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer, right? But you can uh, quote pastor's prayer. This is Pastor Clay's prayer. I said, Lord, first of all, whatever you bless me with, don't let it be a hindrance to my salvation. Then the second thing I said, God, I don't want to be one of the poor. I believe I can do more things for you if you just let me be a channel to flow the money through. Praise Jesus. I wish that somebody talked back to me. I just want to be a channel. Lord, use me as a channel to bless other people. And when the channel is full, the blessings keep coming. Hallelujah, because I've learned to walk into a partnership with Jesus Christ. I got any partners out there? Come on and praise God. If you are a partner or you're working in a partnership with Jesus Christ, praise God for it now. Borrowing leads to obligation and loss of freedom. Too many folk, they pay somebody for counsel, financial counseling. But God is ultimate. He is the number one. He is, you can't get no higher than God. He is a financial planner of the universe. Um, give me Luke chapter 9 and verse 25. 9 and 25. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the world and lose himself or be cast away? See, listen here. First of all, first of all, you know, we are after things. We're striving for things. We're striving for mammon, the little G God of this world, riches, money. But if you're not a good steward, and that's why I said you are, you are spiritually bankrupt. When you are spiritually bankrupt, you are not a good steward over your finances and over the things that God has. Now, my brothers and sisters, Sometimes you need to be taught how to, amen, handle finances. Hmm? Have to be taught. Because, first of all, if you are linked up with God, you don't have to borrow. And if you do borrow, God will give you the ability. Now, let me show you a case in point. Are you ready for this one? Since you have credit cards. And if you look in your brothering, if you look in your billfold, sisters, if you look in that big old purse you got, you have, you know, and get out in that big purse you have, then reach in there and get that little billfold you got in that big purse you have. That, that's, that's, that's a funny. Uh-huh. You have credit cards, and then we have debit cards. You have credit cards and you have debit cards. And each card has an entrance on it. 
Hmm? Now, I say that you should always have one credit card and keep a certain amount of money on that. If you have a if you have one credit card, keep a certain amount of money on that. That's what I teach. Praise God. But then you learn, praise God, that if whatever you borrow, whatever that you borrow, if you borrow or if you charge, if you charge, not borrow, if you charge, $1,500, you buy something that costs $1,500 this month. You should have a plan that in 30 the maximum is 60 days, pay that $1,500 off. Don't borrow on your credit card. Don't charge anything that you can pay off within 30 or 60 days. Now, if it's a big ticket item, give yourself at least six months. So in other words, you have already set up a way to pay that off. Hmm? So if you can't pay that off, that you have charged, then don't buy it. Hello? Now, because you got a credit card, amen, and it looks good, and four, five, six, seven, a $10,000 credit card, it looks good. But how long is it going to take you if you max it out? You're not going to pay that $10,000 credit card off in a year if you had not planned for it. That means over a period of time that you have at least you will at least pay over $700 of interest on $10,000. You don't need that. Somebody talk back to me. If you, whatever you can charge, listen here, if you got, if you got a $10,000 card and you, and you, you, you bought $9,000 worth of stuff, wonderful Jesus. Well, that's great. But then pay it off. And when you do that, you see your credit goal, credit score go up. Now, see, remember, you can have four or five credit cards, hmm? and uh, it'll track you. See, some of you try to beat the system. So what it is is you have to take one credit card, and you got that one, okay? And so you max that one out. So then you get something in the mail that says you can apply for another credit card. You can do it in, in um, 60 seconds. You say, ooh, I got some more credit. So then they tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll give you zero interest for a whole year. So that credit card is this like, same amount that you max out your other credit card. So what you do, you take that credit card and pay off the other credit card, but you don't have to pay interest on it. So then it looks good, uh-huh, but you have a year to pay it off. And you keep flipping that back and forth, and there's a pattern there, but you never are free from the lender. Hello? Are y'all talking to me here? You're never free from the lender. And God said, I want you to be a lender and not a borrower. Are y'all with me? Give me Jeremiah 15 and 10. Woe is me, my mother, that thou hast borne me a man of strife and a man of contention mm -hmm. to the whole earth. I have neither lent on usury 
nor men have lent to me on usury, yet every one of them doth curse me. Hmm. I haven't borrowed. I haven't borrowed for nobody. But then uh, they uh, swell up on me. You know, in other words, I know how to handle. See, and my brothers and sisters, listen, what is difficult, too, is that the saints borrow from the saints. And then that's how you build a bad relationship. Now, look, we look at you and say, neighbor, I should not have to come to you and ask you where my money is. Somebody talk back to me here. What, what, why, why, when you borrowed from me, why is it that I have to come and ask you for my money? Now, see, that's what you're doing to God. You're taking God's tithe. You're not giving an offering. Huh? And then God got to come and ask you, where's my money? Huh? Well, how did God do it? He said that you're cursed with the curse. Huh? Now, my brother and sister, can, I cannot imagine in my mind what a curse with a curse look like. The person is cursed, already cursed with the curse. I'm looking at a, a, a lifeless individual. You're spiritually bankrupt. You're not a good steward with over what God has given you. God has given you so many opportunities for you to come out of debt. And what you're doing is buying stuff that are liabilities. You're not investing in something that you can maybe will help you later on. And you that got houses and homes, praise God. Why in the world your house is almost paid for and you want to go on a trip? I'm going, I'm going to go on the Bahamas. I've never had a trip. Why get a loan on your house to do that? Save your money. You almost have your house paid off. Because you have money, that don't mean you have to spend it. See, you, you allow other people to make you spend your money. See, you work hard for your money. I, I, I was about to go there. I was about to go there, but I put some brakes on it. I put some brakes on it. Somebody praise God for me. Somebody praise God for me. Oh, God. Woo. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Why, 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 why? Listen, I work hard for my money. So why should I spend my money? Because you have not been a good steward with your money. So in other words, that means you are so, you don't like me. You don't love me. You don't care anything about me. Because what you want to see, you're broke. You're so broke, you can't even pay attention. And you want me to be broke along with you? I don't think that's going to work. Huh? And you get mad with me when I don't help you. Uh-huh. You want me to supply your energy. Uh-huh. So we can both be broke. But love ain't like that. Love will tell you no. When you really love somebody, love will tell you no. Come on, look at somebody. Tell them love will tell you no. Oh, praise God. You done use up all your resources, and now you want to tap into mine. Huh? Now, look at somebody tell me, now, that's just dumb. And I'm no better than you if I go along with it. So that's what you call dumb and dumber. Listen here. What type of person does God use to bless others? 
people who are doing the right thing. That's who God uses. Huh? God blesses and be, becomes a partner with people who are doing the right things. Peter and John were going to the tip of the parade, going to the prayer meeting at three o'clock in the afternoon. Give me my reader. Give me Acts chapter three. Give me verses one through six, please. God blesses people that are doing the right thing. Read or go. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple uh -huh. about the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that enter into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Now look at verse 6. Uh-huh. Then Peter said, Silver say? and gold Silver? I have none. And gold have I none. Now, wait, 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 slow down. Silver and gold have I none. Oh, I just read your mind. I just read your mind. Y'all said that was two broke preachers. Oh, praise God. That was two broke preachers going to prayer. Silver and gold have I none. Oh, they weren't broke. They didn't need to carry nothing. The Lord said, don't take no thought what you say, what you do. Because whatever you need at that time, I'm going to supply it. Oh, my. Well, praise God. See, some of us, you can't handle finances. But God will put you into put you around people that will help you with your finances. They will help you get out of debt. That's why I've been praying. I said, Lord, those God, though we are in a, a, a season of, 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 of fasting and praying. Oh, praise God. And I want to bombard heaven on behalf of a breakthrough, not only for those that are uh, 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 paying, giving back their tithe, the tithe back to God and giving offerings. They need that miracle. And those uh, that have really messed up, amen, and just need a reboot. They need to get back so God can use it. I'm praying for y'all. Uh-huh. So he said, what I have, such as I have, read it. But such as I have, give I thee. Listen, give. Help me say give. See, you got the word again, giving. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give. In the what? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, this, this condition here didn't cause for silver and gold. The situation that they was up against did not cause for silver and gold. Put a pin in that one. Jesus had the disciples and it was time to pay taxes. That situation called for some money. Jesus said, you go down to the water, get that fish, catch that fish, that fish, you know, and open up his mouth, praise God, and, and you find, dig down in there, you find a purse there. Bring it here. And I'll take care of our taxes. See, my brother and sister, you can get to the place to where, you know, you just want to consume. What you did is you consume so much and nobody has told you to stop it. Look at somebody across the room and tell them, just stop it. Look at somebody else and tell them, just stop it. See, your problem is nobody has told you to stop. But now during the fast 
and prayer, I'm telling you to stop it. Huh? Because all you want to do is to get, 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 and consume it, and you haven't learned nothing. I'm praying God that when God does bless you, that you won't fall back in the same place that you were a year ago, that you will be totally delivered up from that thing, that you will not, amen, owe the lender. Uh-huh. Um, praise Jesus. Let's see here. First of all, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God really cares. Yeah, God, listen, God cares about our situation. God cares about our situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, he does. Having debt won't reduce his love for you, and being debt-free won't increase it. Huh? However, you should avoid it because it really has affected your relationship with God in some ways that you cannot afford right now. See, you don't know what tomorrow holds. And you know, if you listen, keep listening to people and they really are messing with your mind. First they tell you, when you go, don't use cash. Charge everything. But then you're paying interest. So you're telling me now how to spend my money. Hello? Now they're telling you, don't use your card, use cash. So now, you are you really dependent upon these wishy-washy folk? You know? My brother and sister, first of all, every man, that's every saved, sanctified man, ought to at least carry a certain amount of money in his pocket. And I've been teaching this for the sisters for years. You know, if you're married or single, you ought to have, right? Am I right? You ought to have a certain amount of money in your purse at all times and have it there. Huh? Because you don't ever know what's going to happen. Just in case you know that, you know, that, that, you know, that, that, that Mr. Him that you've been looking at, you know, when, when you know, and y'all go out to get something to eat. And just so happens, it comes down for the bill and, man, I mean, how I live. You, you that are listening to this on uh podcast, you, you don't see what I'm doing, but I'm hitting my pockets. Uh-huh. Then you got to come up and talk about, mm, oh, you know, can you take care of this for me? He won't say, can I borrow it? Take care of it. See, D don't be foolish. The Bible talks about silly women. Is that right? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, listen. You ought to have a certain amount of money on you, you know. And my brothers and sisters, when you do get money, learn how to save. You ought to hate debt. Look at neighbor's neighbor. You ought to learn to hate debt. See, when you it's just like getting like being saved. Until you get sick of sin, you won't get saved. Since am I talking right? Because you got all of these problems. Because you ain't sick of it. You ain't sick of it. You know? Listen, why why in the world? You know, when I'm with you and we go out to dinner or lunch, you know, it's always a taco, a burrito. But when you come out with me and you order, it's always steak and potatoes. Something wrong with that picture. You feed me tacos, and then you're going to steak off for me. See what I'm saying? And then your attitude will dictate your attitude. You got an attitude, and, and, and you just want to spin, 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 spin. Praise God. And you don't have life insurance. And I keep telling you, get some life insurance. 
Uh huh. And you, with your smart self, said, "Listen here, when I die, I ain't gonna know about it anyway." No, but you're leaving that burden on your family to bury you. We can't cry and mourn because we got to come up with the money, and we got to find somebody. What What, what is that thing that that they put on a, a go me fund? Yeah, go go me fun, fun go me, uh dore me, mo solo, fito, whatever it is. Praise God. We gotta collect some money because you had a chance to buy some health insurance or life insurance, you wouldn't do it. Hmm? Irresponsible. And God said, You know, my people, my God, they're wise, they're smart, they know how to handle finances. They know how to go to the source. Amen. So they won't be a borrower. They will be a lender. Y'all receive that coming and praise God. I'll meet them by the time. I got to keep moving. Do you not know? Listen, write this down someplace. Write this down. Are you ready? Debt denies God the opportunity to provide, to provide what you really need. Debt denies God the opportunity to provide what really we need. You haven't given God a chance. God has sent somebody and wrote you a check. God been, you know what? God been taking care of you for a long time. And you still don't get it. You're in a place now because God has given you favor. And you don't still get it. Do you not know that, praise God, you become so comfortable in your state that you don't want to do nothing now. You just, just want to just lay back and work back. You want to sit on my couch, flick the TV with the more control, and when it don't work, hey, something wrong with this. Yeah, you don't wore the battery out. And you ain't bought no batteries for it. Something wrong with it. Huh? See what I'm saying? We really, and we talking about how saved, let me tell you, your, your praise and your shout ought to be just as light, amen, and free as your money. Some of you can't shout and praise God because you're heavy. Debt has loaded you down. You're worried about money. Your car done got repossessed. And the flat tire, they mean you you're riding, riding on uh, uh winter skins. Every time you go around the corner, you you, you slide across the street like James Brown, squeaking a carol. Amen. You will not invest in anything. God is saying, I don't like that. God is saying, I do not like that. That's not how I operate. I did not save you to be broke. I did not bless you. You walking around talking about I'm a king's kid and raggedy than a can of sauerkraut. That ain't God. He said, I saved you for that. I want you to be a witness to a dying world that God is everything. He is my everything. God is my everything. God knows what you need and he's promised to provide. Praise God. God blesses people who just do the right thing day in and day out, not seasonal. God doesn't work seasonal. You know, God wants to do it if you allow him to do it. Yeah, Peter and John were doing the, the right things. Listen, 
You know, God blesses. Look at the screen. God, God blesses people who are willing to be interrupted. Hmm? God uses people who love people more than anything else in life. They are willing in the busy schedule to be interrupted. Peter and John was going bound in the temple. They asked for they were they asked were asked for alms. Peter and John was about to get to the door of the temple, and there they are. They got interrupted. The beggar interrupts their prayer meeting. Praise God. God uses people who put first God. Huh? Yes, yes, yes. Listen. When God brings us out, because my brothers and sisters, the, the, the stewardship is the missing link to successful living. Hmm? Give me uh give me James chapter four. And I need verses 13 to 15. James chapter four, verses 13 through 15. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city. And continue there a year and buy and sell and get wait, gain. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a warning of us not to make plans to prosper while ignoring God's will and purpose. You making plans. I'm going to the Mall of America. You making plans. You making plans on somebody else's time and somebody else's dollar. Hmm? Everybody else done brought rump steak and you know, ribs and, and all that good catfish fillets. And here you come with a pack of green bologna. Hmm. Why is it that you always the one that always bring less, but you always want more? Because your mind is not right. You don't have a mind. You want to be free. And you always want, and, so, and then you know what? Why you don't, aren't you tired of owing everybody? Some of you want to borrow now, but you don't borrow from everybody and you haven't paid half of them back. And now you're really stuck and you're mad. You're miserable because you have ran out. You Now you don't know there's nobody left to borrow from. And God is saying, all you had to do was to come to me. Huh? And I've, I've already gave you 90% and told you to give me back what is mine. And you done stole it from me. Question, will a man rob God? You rob me. How did anybody rob God? Tithes and offerings. Some of your, listen, your financial problem is because you messed up with the tithing. Prove me with. But now you start tithing after you get in debt. Now watch this now. Y'all think God's crazy. You start tithing now that you're in debt. God said, that's good. But some of the stuff you got to suffer. Huh? And God said, I'm going to bring you out, but you're going to know that you've been in the water. Huh? The Lord said, listen here, the reason why I'm allowing you to go through some stuff, I'm trying your heart. You keep telling me you want to do better. I'm going to do better. But then you stuck. You're still stuck because you 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 tell me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. You keep telling me that you want to do better and you really think that I'm going to keep blessing you? Why should I keep pouring in a bucket that has no bottom? What? Ain't nobody shouting tonight. Read, read James. Keep reading. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. Mm -hmm. You don't know about tomorrow anyway. Read. For what is your life? 
it is even a vapor that appeareth for your life is but a vapor mm -hmm. read and then vanish it away for that ye ought to say if the lord will we shall live my, and do this or that my brothers and sisters you 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 you, you don't you take it for granted that you're going to survive tomorrow if it's the Lord's will, huh? If it's the Lord's will. And then, my brothers and sisters, your the debt is so bad, now you don't like people. The people's not the one that bothered you. It's not the people. You're miserable. And while you're miserable, you're miserable because of the money, finances. You had a chance. Matter of fact, do you remember when you really wasn't in debt? But you got in the debt. And the Lord says, so you got in the debt. And you don't listen to me. I'm going to just withdraw my hands and let you get out of it. But you can't get out of it now. Because you don't want to get out of it. But my brother said, if you really want to be free, my God today. Hallelujah. That's why I'm praying for you. If you really want to be free. We're going to lay these, uh, 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 your finances. We're going to bring them to the, and put them on the altar. We're going to rebuke the enemy out of your spirit. We're going to pray that God will refresh your spiritual man because you are bankrupt in your spiritual man. And everything that you see, you want to just devour it. Praise God. God is saying, I've, I've, I've allowed you to eat and then have some seed to put in the ground for the next crop. But you don't eat. The seed, you know, ate tomorrow and today, and then you want to borrow for the day after. And God said, why do you need to borrow when I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus? Some of the praise on that one. Praise God for it. Praise God for it. James takes us one step. James says, takes us and lets us know. He tells us that the way we act in our arrogant way is evil. And the majority of borrowing today, amen, is on the future. We're making a pledge or a guarantee to repay without having a way to do it. So the Bible refers to this as surety and strongly warns us against engaging in such practice. I need three scriptures and I'll let you go. Give me Proverbs 6, chapter 1 through 5. I need Proverbs 11 and 15 and Proverbs 17 and 18. Proverbs chapter 6, 1 through 5. I need Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 15. And Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 18. Readers go. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend... If thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. You thou, are snared by the words of your mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Uh-huh. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou art come into the hand of thy friend, go humble thyself and make sure thy friend Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. 
Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways Look at and the be ant. wise. Look at the ant. Watch the ant and get some God sense from the ant. Huh? Proverbs 11 and 15. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it. Mm -hmm. And he that hateth surety ship is sure. Mm -hmm. Next, Proverbs 17 and 18. A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friend. Our brothers and sisters, givers are not people with fewer needs than others. When you become a giver, that don't mean you don't have needs as others. When you become a giver, you have needs just like anybody else. Huh? Yes. Givers are not people, look at the screen, givers are not people with fewer needs than others. They're just people who have decided it's more blessed to give than to receive. Givers have needs also. Yes, if you had stopped Peter and John and said, do you have some needs? They would have told, yes, I got some needs. Uh -huh. But givers never concentrate on themselves. They concentrate on others. Now, why do I keep bringing givers in? Because when you're a good steward over what God has given you, you're a giver. L let me say this in, in, in my few minutes that is left. Why are you a giver? And this is why God is so angry with us. God takes out of himself and gives us son, the only begotten of the Father, which is Jesus Christ. Christ gives his life for us. We accept Christ as our personal Savior. Hmm? So when Christ now is living in us, we adhere to his word. We are followers of the teachings of Jesus Christ. We, are, we have been discipled. We discipled, we are following the teachings. Now we become givers. So when you get out of sort, you become a taker. Some of us are like rakes. Some of us are human rakes. You want to rake in everything to yourself. But look at neighbors and neighbor. God don't want you to be a rake. He wants you to be a broom. Now what's the difference between a rake and a broom? A rake, you want to rake everything to yourself, but a broom pushes to other people. You want to be blessed, start blessing somebody else. Get out of your cell. Uh, when God sees you blessing other people, you can't stop God. Huh? You can't stop God. Nobody can outgive God. Huh? So we didn't learn, learn, learn. You got to be willing to be interrupted. And then you got to be saying, Lord, listen, I have messed up. I keep sharing it, and I got to close with this. I've been sharing this for years and years and years and years and years. Be honest with, be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. And be honest with the loved ones around you. And you'll always be blessed. Three things. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. And be honest with the loved ones around you. And you'll always be blessed. God bless you, my brothers and sisters, and thank you for stopping in. Amen. We have a few more days of our, our prayer and fast, a season of praying and fasting. And I promised God, and I spoke to those, the prayer warriors, that I'm going to be interceding on behalf of those. Amen. For the last five days. 
uh, that we come together. And I, on behalf of the finances, God's going to eradicate some debt. He's going to change some finances around. He's going to allow you, amen, to break free. Praise God. And you don't have to worry about the attitude. Even, even, even tonight, I, I, I feel the spirit of breakthrough because they confessed. Amen. They knew they was wrong. They messed up, but God's butt is going to heal your finances. First, he's going to heal you. He's going to heal us in our mind. He's going to heal us in the way that we think. God did not save you this far for you to rob Peter and pay Paul. Praise God. Uh-huh. You go to jail for robbery. Praise God. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. God wants you to be free. And when you're free through your finances, you can praise God. Some of you can't worship and praise God because you're, you're debt-minded. You're bill-minded. And please, when they, talk, when they talk about bringing an offering, you clam up. Why? Because you've messed up. But you're coming to God empty-handed. God said, that's not what I saved. That's, when I saved you, I saved you to be a giver. I saved you to bless somebody else. I saved you to be a lender and not a borrower. If y'all receive the word tonight, amen. Let's praise God. God bless you. You that are tuned in with us, God bless you. And thank you for stopping in with Living the Word with Pastor Clay. Be blessed of God.